right blockade is you know what time it is it's time to sit down with the man the myth the legend himself after a high day of clamming mr robin vote let's sit back relax and make the jump into a galaxy far far away man rumor has it that galaxy's even out far past dorchester Three, two, you know what? Never mind. I'm not even going to do the countdown. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Make the Jump podcast here from the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. It's Robin Vote, the man that you hear sometimes too often, but you know what? My voice is still here, and it's still rocking away in the Star Wars community. And let me tell you, this, this woman needs no introduction. You see her across social media. I've wanted to have her on Make the Jump for the longest time. She is a blockader by heart, and I love sharing out her tweets and i think the entire star wars community can't agree with the big round of applause that's happening on twitter right now for miss gina from twitter and the blockader herself how is it going this evening and thank you so much for coming on make the jump i am really really good thank you for having me i am beyond pumped and beyond excited to be here so oh, i'm that's- ready Great. Oh, yes. You got to be ready. You got to be ready to jump into that conversation. And I'm not going to waste any time. Let's get right into this because we were talking about this. And as you probably know, and I say this before a lot of podcasts, is that sometimes the best conversations happen before we hit that record button. And one of the things we were talking about, um, Gina, is you are not that far away from the convention center there in Chicago. And coming up in April is Star Wars Celebration Chicago 2019. And more recently, we see the tweets that JJ put out, more specifically that one tweet with the emotional John Boyega and and Oscar Isaac and Daisy Ridley all hugging each other on who knows what mm-hmm. planet that possibly could be. I have my mm-hmm. theories, of course. But we see that, and then The Mandalorian wraps up, which I'm sure Dave Filoni was like, hey, let's throw that out there. Let's have some fun with this while we're at it, Star Wars fans. So for you, Gina, this is a very exciting time for Star Wars fans, and you said it. You said it before we even hit that record button. It's like... The, the the force lore has come together the, the the brother the sister and the father have all told us this is the time for star wars fans to reunite and come together before celebration how exciting is this that we get the wrap-up of episode 9 and then the first season of the mandalorian it is such a great time i personally believe that there's no better time to be a star wars fan we literally have content everywhere and i just don't even know what to do with myself it's true there is just so much stuff floating out there whether it's stuff that we're preparing for we have star wars resistance right now and i just listened to christopher sean um recently over on another star wars podcast which by which name i shall remember i don't remember it off the top of my head right now but they'll get their due diligence and credit uh, (laughs) at a later time here but let me tell you one thing i've been catching myself up on some star wars resistance gina because i've kind of fallen behind a little bit i've been so in depth with the canon comic books and whatever else I've had to kind of bring myself back into it and listening to Christopher Sean on the podcast and the character of Kaz and everything that that character has progressed just within one season into as a character in the Star Wars universe. I am thoroughly impressed with mm-hmm. what Star Wars Resistance has become now. Curious to hear your thoughts on this. This was a show that I thought was truly going to be marketed for kids based on the style, based on it's on Disney again, but Ken Napsok even said this more recently. Star Wars Resistance has come through as this is a show for all Star Wars fans, not just kids, 
we get our Star Wars love from Star Wars Resistance, which is so cool. Gina, how do you feel about Star Wars Resistance? I, I have a feeling on that other side of the microphone, you're kind of like, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. <laughs> no, and your your feeling is exactly right. So um, I watched Clone Wars and I watched Rebels, um, but all of those things I started, you know, after they had aired. Um, sure. Clone Wars was on Netflix. Rebels, I like binge watch i don't know how many seasons a couple of seasons and then i was able to watch it like live as it came out mm. uh, so when resistance was announced i was like i made it i finally like <laughs> i'm watching a show with everyone as it comes out like reacting with everyone um mm. so there was like a level of excitement because of that there was a level of excitement it, it's star wars in general like i can't not cry oh absolutely <laughs> um but this show i I love for so many reasons. One of them being that it ties in with the sequel trilogy and that's yes. my trilogy. So oh, yeah. so to see that on like small screen and what it means, it's it's completely fantastic. And the other thing is is I really, really like solo. Yeah. And and this reminds me of solo and the fact that I Good love point. I love the force. I love seeing lightsabers. Like, you're not going to get out of me that I don't like that. But I also like learning, and I guess Rogue One, it also reminds me of Rogue One in a way yeah. that it's it's less focused on this idea of, like, lightsabers and things. We've got sure. blasters going on. Um, and so I just, it still feels like Star Wars, but it's, like, on the ground. And I really, really appreciate that. And, of course, the characters are phenomenal, and I love them. So, yeah, Resistance is my show. <laughs> I don't blame you. There's so many different things that Resistance does that I will say this, that pull from elements of past Star Wars television, um, whether it's Clone Wars, whether it's Rebels. And like you said, even Solo, some of the some of the uh, progressions that we're seeing uh, are almost cinematic in a way, are some of the things, the relationships are things that we have seen played out in Solo and kind of almost the grittiness of Rogue One at times, not necessarily to the inner depths of darkness that Rogue One brought us, <laughs> yeah. alluding to Vader inside uh, destroying some rebels. But in, in particular, I feel that Resistance does a wonderful job, and I think Filoni set this up perfect for the adults and kids that this is the, within that timeline just before the events of Force Awakens and more recently, we're really touching upon um, that 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 moment just before the Force Awakens, everything that's happening with the First Order and Captain Phasma. And, and it's nice to see that there's this larger branch of the universe. I think the canon has done a very good job, especially here under the Disney regime, of mm -hmm. spreading itself out, introducing us to new characters, Dr. Aphra, some of these other fantastic characters that we've gotten to know in the Star Wars canon and say, guess what? Like you just said, there's more than, and again, nothing like a good blaster by the side and a lightsaber in my left hand, but there's something special about introducing us to other people that make that galaxy much more wider and, mm -hmm. and really have us understand the Star Wars canon that way. And Resistance is doing that. And whether the kids that are watching it now understand that, hopefully there's the mom and dads out there that are explaining it to, to their mm -hmm. to their sons, daughters, whoever, nieces, nephews, that you know what? Someday when you get older and these movies are still out there and these shows, you can go back and watch them, it's all going to make sense to you. Yeah. And you're going to be able to really dig into it and really get into it um, as you get older. And that's, that's the beauty of it. I, I don't know how you feel, Regina, but there's this interesting piece of me 
And I think it's because I'm an educator that I, I, I see some of my students watching resistance and they haven't picked up on the canon side of it. But once they do, it's amazing. And I, I have to agree with you. The sequel trilogy has set that up beautifully for the future of Star Wars. Yeah, I sort of I sort of see it in a way. So I actually had the privilege and honor and opportunity to introduce my best friend into Star Wars. Oh, wonderful. Um, so we went to go see Solo together over uh, last summer, and she fell in love. And after that, over for the rest of the summer, she would come over to my house like every weekend or every other weekend, and we just went through the movies in order. And I was oh, like, we're going to get to the shows, you know, like eventually, because it's a lot. Yeah. But this is where this fits in, fills some of the gaps. And here's what. So, like, I had the opportunity within this last year to see, like, Star Wars through brand new eyes. And I was like, oh, you are going to love this. So, like, I understand in a very minute way, but I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the best. You know what? You're not the only person I've heard also say that, especially with the sequel trilogy here, that they've introduced their friends to Star Wars because they went out and saw The Force Awakens or, you know, they, they remember the original trilogy and, and you tell them it's like, well, Luke is back. <laughs> you know, it, it, <laughs> I, I can't even tell you the amount of people I've talked to and they haven't really bothered with The Force Awakens of The Last Jedi. And I'm like, where have you been living? Number one. And <laughs> number two, you know, here's this great opportunity. If you haven't really gotten into Star Wars, go watch Force Awakens because you are going to be immediately wrapped back into this galaxy far, far away. And it's funny, as we're approaching episode nine here, one of the most fascinating things that I see playing out is that we have we are never we're never going to see, I feel, Star Wars the same way again. And what I mean by this, and this is a theory that's been floating around in my head. And Gina, you probably know it just from Brick City Post and whatever else. My, my theories sometimes get off on a little bit of a tangent. And uh, it, it can become dangerous. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because there seems to be this pull when it comes to Star Wars. And like you said, blasters, lightsabers, always a great thing. But the sense of the Force is changing. And the way that it's being presented to us in the Star Wars universe is fascinating because, yes, there is that bulk of it that is the lightsaber and the dueling and and the power in which the force creates itself and binds itself to the universe but there's also this natural sense that kind of flows throughout we see that with Kanan Jarrus more specifically in Star Wars Rebels he's finding these connections the Bendu shows that to him that even though he's blind you can it's not about the the brute power Yoda says that to Luke it's not brute power it's not it's not who you are as as physical being it's who you are as a mental being, how you're able to envelop the force in that sense. And when again, we see it with Sherrod Imway in Rogue One, very similar. So Gina, for you specifically, the force is progressing in a very different direction than I thought it ever would with mm -hmm. the new Lucasfilm regime here. Do you like the way it's progressing? Because I feel like what it's allowing here is for us almost to look at it through the Qui-Gon eyes, through mm -hmm. that there is so much more to the force than what it was originally told. You know, what, what does Luke say? It's 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 not something that you can just latch on to. It's something that you learn and you make this connection with. H how do you feel about that? Because I, I think it's a super exciting thing happening, you know, heading into episode nine more specifically. Yeah, yeah, I, I am definitely on the same page. If you come to me and you're like, within the realm and the context of Star Wars, what mm. is your favorite word? Um, first thing that comes to my mind is balance. 
I like this idea of balance. So it's not, you're right. It's not always like this, this brute strength thing. There's like, there's like this peaceful aspect. There's this calming aspect. It's, it's this whole thing. Um, and I don't want to say this wrong, but so Mm -hmm. my parents are really, really big Star Wars fans and they introduced it to me and my sisters, um, when we were younger. And I've talked about this before, but like, some scenes scared me, like Jabba scared me, Han being sure. frozen in the carbonite scared me, so I was like, no Star Wars. <laughs> like, I gave up. Right, right. Um, and then I saw the trailer for The Force Awakens. Um, I said, who is this man in the mask with mm. that's powerful with the Force? I need to know. Um, obviously, we find out later. It's Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. Sure. Um, but as soon as I saw that trailer on Disney Channel, I walked myself to my school library. I checked out the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, and I watched them all like right in one setting. And I was like, I'm in love. And I've been in love ever since. And I say that to say, um, because it's newer for me and because I really started with this sequel trilogy. Sure. Um, and this is the part that I, I don't want to say wrong because I don't want to say it as like a hindrance or anything, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I didn't have like um, these legends and the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, these ideas of the force and these things already set up for me. Sure. So what's happening in the sequel trilogy and what's happening in Resistance and Rebels is how I am seeing the force for the first time. I went back wow. and I watched all these other things and I was like, oh, that's where that came from. That's where sure. George Lucas started and, and, and all these things. And so I have a dis- different perspective and I have, I don't really have the, the older things to compare it to because mm. what's new, what's happening under this Disney era is what is being presented to me as, oh, this is what it is. Um, but when I go back and I compare it to what I saw in the original trilogy and like how the themes of the force and whatnot are progressing and, and what they've mm. done with it, I, I love where it's going. Yeah, it's it's very fascinating. And one of the big things I allude to is that when George Lucas handed over Lucasfilm to Disney and he said, you know, here, take Kathleen Kennedy and Dave Filoni. These are going to be your leaders when it comes to producing whatever you want to with this property heading forward. And this is and I, sometimes, Regina, we know how social media can get about Star Wars sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's it's one of those things that I've posted it before and I know I've received backlash for it. But and I'm going to say it again. I'm, I'm, call okay. me out on it. Everybody over on social media, okay. call me out on it. But <laughs> but this is the Star Wars that George always wanted to tell. This was the sense of the force and almost diluting the original aspect of the property that he created to create the story about the force itself, the balance and how in many ways, just that part of the force, just the psychological aspect can truly change a galaxy. And that is what absolutely has 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 binded me to the sequel trilogy and much like yourself there was a period of time i remember in high school i watched star wars every once in a while but it, it really never connected with me i feel like th- that period of time right after the prequels ended it was just like okay well where's uh, star wars is kind of just sitting there you know there's not too much mm-hmm. going on with it and then force awakens came along and you know what force awakens reintroduced me into star wars and for you, it got you into it. 
And I think that that's something that I, I feel like a lot of people on social media need to understand and almost have to go, I'm going to say it, have to go and look at your perspective on it, is that not, not everybody has had the opportunity or maybe has seen it, but has had that built up over time. Maybe they walked away from it at some point. Mm -hmm. This for you was your opportunity to say, this is what's so great about Star Wars, Gina. This was, this is what Star Wars is to me. And it's such a great time for it because I feel like Lucasfilm and, and Disney has done such a wonderful job of taking the George Lucas aspect and saying, we're going to take it to the next level. We're, mm -hmm. we're, we're going to show you what George wanted to do, but was to be honest with you, even though uncle George shows up behind the scenes on some things, you know, he, he was getting tired. He was getting real tired. He, he, he couldn't keep doing it. And he had to have somebody else carry on that legacy. And he, and he left it truly to Kathleen Kennedy and Dave Filoni to say, Hey, Hey, take on the films. You take on whatever happens after Clone Wars. And Gina, one of the things that excites me even more, especially heading into episode nine and the future of Star Wars, is that we're going to see that progression happen even more. We see it with the Mandalorian. We see it with Jon Favreau sharing pictures of Skippy the Jedi droid, R5, and, and IG-88. We see those tiebacks into mm -hmm. little aspects of the Star Wars universe. And I think as a Star Wars fan, one of the things we have to do, and I say this all the time, curious to hear your thoughts on this too, is that sometimes we have to pump the brakes, no matter what we're talking about when it comes to the Star Wars universe, you know, and we have to reflect on where we came from in our fandom and how far we've come. And I do this all the time. I don't know about yourself, but I always find myself pumping the brakes and saying, hold on, before I go on social media and somebody who's being negative on there is saying something before before I say something back. I, I don't know where they're coming from, but I know where I am, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing now. For yourself, I imagine, you know, I feel like with where you're coming from, and correct me if I'm wrong, into the Star Wars canon and into these stories, you almost don't have to pump your brakes as much, which is kind of cool. Which is really cool because you can just just enjoy these stories bring them in and make those connections. That's what I'm hearing, Gina. And, and I love to hear that from Star Wars fans is that you've been able to progress with every one of these stories. Am I right in saying that or, or am yeah. I completely off? <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. And, and it's when um, fans I see uh, in conversation or on Twitter or something, they bring up something that's from an era of Star Wars that I'm not familiar with. That's sure. when I get on, I get online and I look it up and I say, what is this? And then, you know, I become uh, more familiar and, and more well-versed um, in the parts of Star Wars, the aspects I don't know. Um, yeah. But I just, I really think all the time um, about this episode of um, Sky Talkers I was listening to about the Disney parks. And oh, yes. um, one of the things that uh, Charlotte and Caitlin were talking about was... Yeah. Um, that the, these rides, Star Tours, could be your your gateway into it. And so yeah. whenever I see anything online where, you know, individuals are kind of getting mean or nasty, I just think this, whatever we're talking about, whether it be a book, a comic book, a TV show, one of the movies, or even just listening to a podcast, this is someone's gateway. Yes. Into, this is how someone fell in love 
with Star Wars. And if that's how you're going to do it, well, that's how you're going to do it. Because I can, I can, I think about my own journey and the fact that I saw Kylo Ren and I said, I need to know more about him. Mm. And in order to do that, I'm going to watch all of these Star Wars movies and go see this, this Force Awakens. Um, and in the process of that, I fell in love with the story. I fell in love with other characters and things, but it all started with this one character who for a while, at least I felt like no one really liked. Um, yeah, but that was right. my gateway. And so from that perspective and thinking about that, this is how someone's falling in love with Star Wars. And now we're a part of a really big family. <laughs> like this yeah. is Star Wars fandom. So yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a family. You know, it connects us all. It binds us together much like the force and, and allows us to have these conversations, Gina. And and I think you're absolutely right. It, we all come from different introductions into the story. And <laughs> what, what is it? Snoke says, get rid, get rid of that ridiculous mask. Well, guess what? <laughs> it, that ridiculous mask is probably coming back in episode nine. And it's what convinced you to go ahead and take, take a look at more of what's going on with Star Wars. And <laughs> You know, as we move closer and closer, I keep saying this, as we move closer and closer to episode nine, I I feel like we're going to see a lot more of that family aspect return back to Star Wars. And, it, and it's so nice. We're already seeing it right now. Everybody's super excited about Celebration and uh, everybody's very excited about having Star Wars be back in the headlines again um, mm-hmm. after our siesta there of, of not too much happening after Solo. And it's amazing to see Mark Hamill and everybody else coming out saying, yeah, you know what? We're Anthony, <laughs> Anthony uh, Daniels there too. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he's coming out and he's like, yeah, you know what? We're, we're getting, we're getting there folks and you're going to have a lot of fun. And, and that's what we like to hear as Star Wars fans is that aspect of fun. Even though everybody's on social media, it is Ryan Johnson. It, it, it has nothing to do, it has nothing to do. Let Ryan do what he's going to do. Let these people do what they're going to do because you know that they're doing this for you, the fans. They're, they're mm-hmm. building this up because we care about that galaxy far, far away. So it's really exciting. Now, Gina, I do have to talk to you about this. Okay. I do have to talk to you about this because as we approach Star Wars Celebration, one of the things that's kind of waiting in the waters of my mind, you could say, uh, is – we're going to see some stuff surrounding the Mandalorian. Now, what's super exciting about this is number one, Pedro Pascual from uh, Game of Thrones yes. is going to be in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And at every time I run through the different directors that are going to be working on the Mandalorian, Mm-hmm. The one that stands out for me the most, and some people think I'm crazy when I say this, Gina, because it's like, oh, Dave Filoni's got some episodes, and so and so's got it, and whoever else. And I'm like, yeah, but did you see that Bryce Dallas Howard's directing an episode <laughs> of, of of The Mandalorian? Because in my mind, Gina, mm-hmm. when you say that Bryce Dallas Howard is going to be directing an episode, she is such a she is such a creative mind, not just because of her father. Mm-hmm. But because of the experience she has had as a child, you know, she was behind the scenes when Ron Howard and George were working together early on. You mm-hmm. know, she's seen just her father work through all these different films. She's watched George Lucas herself as a, as a kid behind the scenes, seeing him directing uh, different projects alongside her father. And what has me excited about that is, you know, you, you know Ron Howard's going to be helping her out a little bit. 
And mm-hmm. you know that that episode or series of episodes is probably going to have a little bit of a solo feel to it, which is going to be really great. And that's the vibe. I don't know about you, but The Mandalorian is giving me that solo vibe very yeah. much when I see the the photographs and um, especially that one shot of, of The Mandalorian standing there on what looks to be Tatooine. But how excited are you for The Mandalorian? And what would you like to see come Star Wars Celebration? Not Not setting any expectations. But what would get you super excited? Would it be a trailer? Would it be just some teaser photos? A premiere of a first episode of The Mandalorian? Uh, what, what is what is enticing your Mandalorian palette right now? So I, I actually feel like it's very interesting that you bring this up because, uh, and so this could be taken as a controversial opinion. Um, sure. You can at me, guys, if you want. But I wasn't originally excited for this. Right. Um, so I watched the movies and I see Boba Fett, so I'm just kind of like, eh, honestly. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, it's absolutely um, acceptable. But then, you know, seeing Sabine and things made me, like, rethink how I was feeling. Um, and this show got announced, and I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. I, I feel like I give, at least on the front of movies and TV shows, just because there's so many comics and so many books. I don't know if I could get you know, to everything, but um, TV shows and movies, I do my best to at least give it a chance for Star Wars. Um, and they announced that it was Pedro, and I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. So I've I was seen like, that. I was like, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, put my toe in the water. I like sure. what he does, you know. Um, but no, I am completely with you. So when they released some of the people working behind the scenes, the first person that caught my eye was. Bryce Dallas Howard because so I've seen her in the Jurassic World films but actually sure. um, one of my favorite films of hers is The Loss of a Teardrop Diamond she's absolutely oh, wow yes phenomenal in that movie phenomenal. so not only does she have this mastery of like um, in front of the camera I have complete faith in her you know behind the camera I have a faith yeah. in the projects she picks and the ability she has and her connection with you know Ron Howard and George Lucas that's also majorly important and then to learn that like um taika waititi is also a part of it and yes i i'm in the camp of a lot of people that ragnarok is the best thor movie and i feel like he breathed this mm-hmm. new life into that trilogy he and does so i i saw the started seeing like the people uh some of the actors and then seeing some of my twitter fans i mean friends um excited about some of the the cast and and what they're into um yeah, that just started getting me way hyped. And so in terms of celebration, um, because I'm new to this this hype train for it, sure. I would take, not necessarily, I would take maybe a list of episode titles. I think that oh, would nice. be good. Um, so I could like get an idea of, yeah. start speculating. Like, what is each one going to be about? I don't know a lot about Mandalorian. What's up? So I think that's what I would take for me. Oh, what a great approach. See, now, now, folks, blockaders out there listening, now I know Gina's approach to Star Wars. <laughs> Give me the episode titles and make me do that research. I love that approach. I, I think it's <laughs> the speculation. that That is exactly what Star Wars wants. They want you... You know, when we get the Rebels titles back in back in the day, we can now say that back in the day, like specifically <laughs> Season 3... You know, come Star Wars Celebration, just before then, um, we got all the uh, title names 
for some of the like the first five or six episodes of Star Wars Rebels season three. And we did that speculation. We we sat there and we were like, okay, what is this episode gonna mean? What is this? Episode? What do you, what do you, what do you mean? Are we gonna see Thrawn? What is this all about? And it it was that whole research aspect. And I'm so glad you bring that up because that's one of the things we love to do here at Brick City Blockade. And I'm sure unmistakably Star Wars, a number of podcasts out there do it. And that's literally sit on Wikipedia or go over to Google <laughs> and just walk through everything that envelops this galaxy far, far away and try to build those connections. Uh, I think we do it with the films and I'm so glad you bring that up with the Mandalorian because I think that's really what John Favreau wants to do with this. I think with Dave Filoni's help and Bryce Dallas Howard and, and everybody else who's going to be involved in this, there's not going to be any questions answered right off the bat. It's much like Game of Thrones. And I will say this. You're going to have to learn to like the characters. You're going to have to build it up. Now, George R.R. R. Martin explored these characters in this storyline early on. We don't have that with the Mandalorian. So we're actually coming into this with knowing less. You know, we're, we're, we're really building this from the core, which is what Star Wars does best. And I think, again, if we can get that Game of Thrones style with this series... I think it will be absolutely enticing with on, on the streaming service. And I agree. I think episode titles, just just give us something simple. Have the cast come out and and then have like, you know, right up on the screen there, do like the first five episode titles mm-hmm. and then let the fans speculate for the next four days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, essentially just let them speculate and let them have some fun with it. Because uh, goodness knows the podcast needs something to talk about right now. And if we come to Star Wars <laughs> Celebration, it will be our opportunity to do so. Now, let me ask you while we're on the Celebration uh, bandwagon here, I guess you could say in this conversation, uh, what's the one thing that you are really looking forward to? Now, unfortunately, I can't be at Star Wars Celebration this year. I'm going to make it next year. I promise Star Wars fans out there, Brick City Blockade will be at the next one. But what is the one thing that you are super excited about? Essentially, you, essentially you are new to this, which is really cool. What, what are you looking forward to in Chicago this year? Well, the number one thing I am looking forward to is meeting everyone. Um, mm. The the individuals who are going to be there from the podcasts I listen to, to sure. the friends that I have made online. I just want to like hug on people. <laughs> right, <laughs> they're, right. They're okay with it. Um, but for actual content, um, I'm, I'm with everyone else. I want to know a title and I want a trailer and I, I don't want to like tweet too much about it. Cause I don't want to be that annoying person, you know, spamming <laughs> people's timelines. And I know that, you know, Star Wars and Lucasfilm will give it to us when we're ready, but I, 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 I want to know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So a panel for that is, is I'm pumped. For it. And then also, um, after we see where season one of Resistance ends up, I, will, I would like to see if they have some type of panel or some kind of announcement of, we're getting a season two, and this is where it's going. And I'm sure after we finish watching um, those episodes, I'll be even more hyped because I'll be like, it ended with that cliffhanger? Yeah, yes, right. Please, I need more. So, yeah, that's what I'm most excited for. Oh, that's great. And I think the one thing that I'm kind of bummed about this year and I'm like, oh, they're going to do this. This is my childhood is is the 20 year anniversary of the prequels. And yes, that's the one part. And 
I there's been I've had this crazy idea in my head, Gina, this entire time that of course we're going to see Hayden and we're probably going to see others from the prequels, but I still would love for Ahmad Best to come out at, yes, at that panel. Yes. I think with everything that he has been able to come out and say about playing the character of Jar Jar Binks, I mean, I, myself as growing up, I think Jar Jar Binks was comedic relief, but he was also relatable as, as a young kid. He was kind of like, ah, you know what? I'm kind of like Jar Jar at school. I'm fooling around. I'm getting <laughs> myself in trouble. You know, he was relatable. And I think that the fandom just took it in, in everybody has their own opinion of the character. But again, there's some, there's an actor behind there. There's somebody who, took on that role and did such a great job uh, with what George gave him. And I feel like if a mod best comes out, that would, that would sum up the weekend for me because as star Wars fans, we, we persevere. And I think for a mod best, he, he persevered through a lot to be able to get to where he is and to share his story. And that 20th anniversary panel for me, I think I, I know I'm, I'm going to have to keep tissues next to me when I'm watching it on, on the live stream, because that that's that was my childhood and to see him come out I think would summarize it beautifully I've, and I think for the fans now's the time to do it because I think we're all in a very understanding place uh, in terms of the journey he's been on so I, I'm looking a little bit that's the one that's kind of kind of in my my uh, my uh, top three of celebration that really could peak could really peak very quickly but um, it, now in terms of, and this is going to be kind of my wrapping point here into our conversation. When it comes to Star Wars going forward, I feel, Gina, the one thing that I really want to see more of, and I'm, I'm going to say it, uh, is more of the Star Wars show. Uh, yeah. I, I need to see Andy more. I need to see Anthony <laughs> more. Um, I know that they took a brief siesta for a little bit, but I want to do a shout out quickly over to Andy Gutierrez and uh, to Anthony Carboni over there because I feel like the Star Wars show has done some amazing things for the Star Wars fans, uh, whether it's the Star Wars stories, uh, whether it was the Star Wars awards that they did and then they had the exclusive uh, gentle giant figure with all the droids and the, and the boom mic, which I thought was fantastic. Um, but I feel like Anthony and Andy and, and some of the crew over there at the Star Wars show, they, they don't get enough credit for what they do. And mm -hmm. it really is almost like that 90s kids TV show from Nickelodeon. Um, yeah. It's almost like that kids news. Kids news used to be on Nickelodeon all the time. But that's it for the Star Wars fans. And I don't know if, if you're a huge fan of the Star Wars show. I, I think a lot of us are. But it's really done some amazing things. And I just wanted to get that quick shout out there because I feel like the Star Wars show, even though it took a break, I feel like coming up forward, I would love to see them explore more of the Star Wars stories of the podcasters, the fans, really take those fan stories to the next limit here in 2019 and really explore what the fandom is like. So, And they do such an amazing job already of kind of touching upon that, but see that extend forward. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. I am a really really big fan of the show actually when i first when i first joined twitter um and i first uh became acquainted with the star wars fandom um one of the first podcasts i found was fangirls going rogue oh yes and I, just, and I just remember thinking here's this podcast that is making me as a woman 
feel accepted and my opinion is accepted um yeah. star wars especially because i was nervous because i was like new i was like i don't really know like all the names and stuff sure, and, sure and so um but then i started also watching the star wars show and specifically with andy i remember yes. i remember tweeting and i was like and and i never expect and especially back then i never expect anyone to actually interact with me and i tweeted right. at both the podcast and andy and i was like thank you for creating this this space where i can be a star wars fan and you know no one has to ask me any trivia questions or anything they just accept <laughs> right, it right and she actually replied to the thread and she was like oh, yeah wow. star wars is for everyone and, and this That's whole thing and i just remember thinking you're the greatest <laughs> yeah, seriously <laughs> and, and, and and so from that point on i was just like i am i am a forever fan of, of you and what you do and i like the star wars show in general and it's, it's just fantastic to me so yeah it does so many fantastic things gina and i'm so glad you had that interaction i feel like we all have our our, our moments with uh, different people uh, from Lucasfilm or from Star Wars, Mark Hamill liking tweets. He's always doing yeah. that. Anthony Daniels, um, <laughs> you know, Jonas Sudamayano there. You know, there's 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 so many great people, actors and people over at Lucasfilm. They, they, they're watching out for the fans. They're, they're mm -hmm. really seeing how we react. And no matter what anybody says, you know, that that's truly their approach that they're taking. And it's so great to see that. I'm so glad Andy and Fangirls Gone Rogue. I love them over there. Sky Talkers, the entire crew, Knights mm -hmm. of Ren. There, there's so many fantastic podcasts out there yes. um, yeah. that I love to listen to. Amy Raycliffe uh, over at Lattes with Leia. Um, you know, they're, they're really fantastic, yeah. fantastic podcasts um, for people to go and check out. And I'm so glad you had those interactions because that's what really binds us as Star Wars fans. Yes. Are, is that we can all communicate whenever we want to through social media, even though some of us are asleep. I know sometimes I wake <laughs> up to my phone and, and Neil Lowry's out there and he's like, hey, here come, here's the shout out on a Force Friday. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Keep doing it, buddy. Keep yeah. doing it because it means so much to all of us. And it's so great to see that. And uh, going forward, I think here in 2019, I think there's so many more opportunities to build up on the concept that Star Wars is family. And it's so great to see that across social media in so many different ways. Yes, definitely. And and I feel like you're probably too humble to do it, so I'll do it. I'll shout out this podcast. It's it's one of the most positive, inspiring platforms I've seen on social media. So you yourself and the entire crew, just you know, keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much, Gina. That really means a lot to us. We strive to do that and. There's so many other great podcasts out there like like Brick City Blockade and individuals who are doing that. So that means so much to me. I, I, where are the tissues? Dad, where are the <laughs> tissues? No, just, we've come to that time of the show here on Make the Jump, even though I don't have tissues near me. It's all right, folks. I will get myself some Star Wars mini Kleenex packs for the upcoming days ahead. It is that time of the show here on Make the Jump. It's a little thing we like to call, Gina, do you know what it's called? It's a little thing we like to call plug time, where everybody can find you in that galaxy far, far away, or actually not that far away, it's on our mobile devices over <laughs> on social media. So where can everybody find you across social media? Um, well, I just 
have Twitter, and it's Regina Lynette, all one word, R-E-G-I-N-A-L-Y-N-N-E-T-T-E. And thank you if you follow. (laughs) Absolutely. Make sure to go and follow her. Always a fantastic conversation. And you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please check me out over on Instagram for all my tomfoolery happening here at the Brick City Blockade and in that galaxy not too far away at the official vote. Hey, www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening right here at the podcast network. Fantastic events, awesome podcasts, and fantastic theory articles that drive some people crazy. But you know what? I like writing them. And sometimes when it's 1130 and I'm still on that caffeine rush, it's it's a lot of fun. So make sure to check those out as well. Patreon to support the network, T Public to rock the network, and also make sure to donate to our Galaxy of Joy program with Starlight Children's Foundation, bringing smiles to kids' faces across the country in every every corner of this country. And we're super excited to continue that relationship with Starlight Children's Foundation. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We look forward to having you on maybe sometime in the near future. Get your post-Star Wars celebration reaction. Yes, yes, definitely. And as we always say here at Make the Jump and at the Podcast Network, good night, folks. May the Force be with you. Always. Oh,